magic is power. Welcome to another episode of Leaving a Legacy. My name is Patrick. I am your Vegas-bound legacy newbie. With me this week, Mr. Jerry Me. What's up, man? What's going on in Vegas, Pat? Uh, I think there's like a Star Wars convention I'm going to go oh, to. Oh, okay. Yeah, it should be cool. sweet. Uh, you're hot off a recent top eight at the Scholars event. Congratulations yes. on that, man. Oh, thanks, man. It was, uh, it was a good time, good tournament. Uh, it wasn't the biggest turnout, but it was pretty decent considering that there was another legacy real, real estate tournament happening 40 minutes away. I was going to say, yeah, we, we kind of, I mean, I know you had brought it up to both the TOs, and unfortunately they couldn't work out a time that made it work for both of them to have them on separate days, so sort of expected it to be kind of like splitting up the legacy community in the, in the area, right? Yeah, uh, that said, I mean, they still got 32 people at the event, which was uh, a good turnout, uh, which, you know, guaranteed the uh, prizes of... It was like Underground Sea, a couple Tropical Islands, a Tundra, uh, Badlands, and I ended up losing in top uh, eight, so I got the bottom heap for uh, prize pickings, but I was third seed overall, so I got to pick pretty high, and I was able to snag myself a uh, Savannah for coming in top eight. Nice. Yeah, Savannah's not bad. Yeah, not bad at all. It's not a Badlands. (laughs) Not a Badlands. Badlands is worth more than Savannah, you do realize. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I guess with Black Rad, that makes sense. Yeah, Black Rad Reanimator. It wasn't always the case, uh, you know, until recently. I mean, Savannah, for a little short time, was more expensive than Bayou when, like, the heyday of Maverick was happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, Bayou's kind of really secured its frame as, you know, the best non-blue duel. And then I was actually surprised uh, Taiga is now more expensive than Savannah. What? We were going, yeah, we were going over... Um, the prizes were like, oh well, what, like, what's one's worth more? And Tyga's two dollars more on the TCG <laughs> average than Savannah. <laughs> oh, watch out! Watch out! Well, I mean, it's still surprising. Like Tyga, it was basically only a half step above Plateau for the longest time. But I guess when you when you think about it, it's in it's in lands. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also in agro loam, uh, some jund variants. Uh, you know, the occasional just like. Red Green X beatdown decks will run a Taiga. You know, sometimes Rug Delver will run it as a one of. So, you know, Taiga, Taiga sees a little play. Okay. Not to mention Char Belcher. All those Char Belcher. Oh, decks. of course, Belcher. <laughs> I thought they just run like the uh, foil Russian stomping ground. <laughs> not, yeah, that's that's the real troll move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right, before we get into the uh, the main body of the cast tonight, um, just wanted to plug our host, hipstersofthecoast.com. You know, you can always find us there every Friday. Um, we have our own RSS iTunes feed now that's, like, specifically for Leaving a Legacy, controlled by Leaving a Legacy, so that's really exciting. Um, I actually subscribed to it myself this week just so I can have the uh, our logo, like, in there. It's pretty it's pretty awesome, man. I was pretty excited about that. Hell yeah. And it has, our, uh, it has like, an actual, like, Leaving a Legacy-specific description in the cast as well. It's not, like, the, the generic um, MTG cast uh, blurb. So it, really, really cool. Really excited about that. So thank you to Hipsters. And, of course, you know, if you want to check them out, uh, you can find lots of content there as well. And also, if you want to support the show, you can visit patreon.com slash legacy. 
Uh, you can donate as little little as a dollar an episode, and it helps us out a ton. Um, we're, we're working on some really great rewards. I have stickers in the works. Jerry has play mats that are ordered, um, and we have even more. So check it out. The link will be in the show notes. Um, so, Jerry, let's go over uh, the Scholars Real Estate Tournament. Tell me uh, what deck you were on um, and kind of what matchup you faced, and, and tell us a little, about, a little bit about the top eight. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, I mean, I ended up playing Esper, uh, which is a deck I haven't played probably in, like, like three years. <laughs> uh, you know, I so Esper is a deck I, I liked in the past, but it's a very difficult deck to play, and then mm-hmm. it's just, like, it's so 50-50. Like, you, Esper is a deck that makes you work for your wins. Yeah. Unlike, you know, Sneak and Show, where I can just be like, yo, what up? <laughs> <laughs> just drop some fatties. Um, but, you know, after the Ben Friedman episode, you know, he really, he really sold Blue Black and Esper and just collective brutality in general. And I just really felt that's where I wanted to be right now. Mm-hmm. Um, especially since, uh, online I've been playing Sneak and Show and I've just been getting crushed by Storm Deck after Storm Deck or Grixis Delver after Grixis Delver. Mm-hmm. Like they're two of the most popular decks in the online meta right now and they are not good for the Sneak and Show matchup. So I just kind of wanted to put Sneak and Show down for a while, and, uh, you know, Esper is fun. Like, playing, yeah. like, mashing two, like, <laughs> three-color mid-range decks together <laughs> in Legacy is, like, my favorite type yeah. of magic. That sounds like, like it's it, right up your alley. <laughs> just, like, like there's so much interaction, and, you know, just players bouncing off and off, and off of each other. Just uh, it's, it's just so much fun. Like, one of my first, my favorite games of the day... Uh, was the very first matchup. I, ah, I'm blanking. I forget it. I think it's Jeffrey. I feel really bad if this is not your name because you're a listener of this cast. So, uh, but he was playing uh, Bug Control, and it was just like super back and forth. I think when I won game three, I was on like four health, and he had a true name nemesis in play. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just like really close, really fun interactive magic, which is what I love playing. That said. God, your game game ones are just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like I felt like I my game plan was figure out what they're playing game one and then turn my sideboard to optimize the deck and beat it. I think I lost the majority of my game ones and then ended up winning games two and three after that. Mm-hmm. Like I probably want to say of, out of, out of the Swiss, there's five rounds. I think I lost game one four out of the five times, and then it just turns into. You know what cards are in your sideboard make the uh, make the matchup that much better, and you go from like a forty eight forty nine percent disadvantage to like a fifty five percent advantage. Wow! And, and that's just kind of what the deck feels like. You're just like grinding out percentage uh, of you know expected win rates and just trying to ma- maximize those. Mm-hmm. But you know, so, so you're really stretching the rounds every every uh, or stretching the time every round, huh? Going to three games every round, pretty much. Yeah, I didn't go to time in any games, but I definitely came close. You know, I was... Esper... Esper's not the slowest deck in the room, but it's not gonna be, you know, finishing up in five minutes and going to grab a bite to eat. Yeah. Do you have your deck list, like, printed out, or or typed out, rather? Yeah, I have it. I have, uh, well, I have all the pictures here. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah, let me throw it in the show notes for you. You can run through it. Nice. Well, I just figured I can link it for the, uh, for all the listeners who are interested in the, uh, in the deck. 
Yeah, so I actually discussed it. So there's the uh, blue uh, blue white X Stoneblade uh, group on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So I actually posted it up in there and was uh, I was talking to a bunch of people in that group, uh, you know, about how the deck felt. So if you're kind of looking for a more in depth look at it, uh, or even just to ask me like a specific question about the list, uh, you can definitely find it in there. Nice. Um, but basically, in a nutshell, was I took uh, Ben Friedman's uh, Esper deck list and. I shaved a Stoneforge Mystic and a Snapcaster Mage for two copies of Lingering Souls, mm-hmm. which were amazing the entire tournament. I fucking loved Lingering Souls. Mm-hmm. Uh, just so good. You know, they they give you value. You can discard Lingering Souls to escalate Collective Brutality and then flash it back for value. Um, you know, after wiping a board with Supreme Verdict, playing Lingering Souls from your graveyard uh, just gives you that, you know, extra bit to get ahead of your opponent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then just like the lingering souls tokens pick up like a jit or a sword of fire and ice and just go to town so i really liked the uh lingering souls shaving the snapcaster mage and stoneforge mystic for that so i i almost kind of want to find room for a third one but the list is really tight yeah uh and then because i had to uh, throw in a little bit of extra spice my 61st card was a uh, recoil <laughs> which is uh I, that was turned out to be very sweet correct Oh, man, yes, it was. Yeah, the Josh Sissio special, shout out to him for, uh, you know, reminding me about that card the last time he was on the cast. But uh, as he puts it, it's the blue Vindicate. <laughs> so it's one blue and a black for an instant return target permanent to its owner's hands, then that player discards a card. Um, so I played against, you know, Chris Harrington on uh, Dark uh, Hex Steps. Mm-hmm. And, you know... Playing against uh, that that list, you know, he made a merit lage, and I sourced the plowshared it. He went up to forty, but I had a true name nemesis out with a jit on it, so I'm going to town. Like I'm going to win this eventually. I just have to not die in the meantime. Mm-hmm. And then he made uh, another merit lage, and I just recoiled it. So it's like return merit lage to your hand. It's a token, so it disappears. Then you also have to discard the last card that's in your hand. <laughs> so it's just like a brutal two for one. Um, you know, I used it to bounce uh, a germ token on a batter skull for value, and then it's just like that. In one game, I ended up Snapcaster Mage recoiling, and that just felt so good. So definitely like recoil, uh, huge value card. Um, so yeah, that was my spicy sixty-first. Wow, I like that. So I guess do we want to run it, run down the list for uh, the listeners? Sure. So mana base pretty straightforward. Four flooded strand, four polluted delta, one marsh flats for that nice esper split. Uh, we got two underground sea, three tundra, one scrub land, uh, and then one creeping tar pit as the pseudo dual land. Uh, only playing two wasteland. Uh, it's not really a mana denial deck like a Delver deck would be. Mm-hmm. The Wastelands are kind of more there for utility, like remove uh, remove a Thespian stage in response to an activation, or um, you know take out a Soul Land uh, that's going to ramp our opponents into something big. Uh, and then for basics, two islands, a swamp, and a plains. Uh, for the main deck, I had four Swords of Plowshares, three Stoneforge Mystic, three Snapcaster Mage, two True Name Nemesis. That's pretty standard. Uh, four Force of Will, four Brainstorm. Only two Ponder. I really missed the two Ponder playing this deck. I just kind of wanted a little bit more card selection because the games where I lost, I felt like I was losing because I was just in top deck mode and just... Brick, like, when I played against Miracles in the top eight, Christopher Stenson, who I actually ended up taking down the entire tournament... Mm-hmm. Um, game three, he beat me because I missed my second land drop, 
Uh, and then after making my third land drop, I proceeded to draw five more lands mm-hmm. without a cantrip effect. So, you know, if you give Miracles six turns to do whatever the hell it wants, it's going to run away with the game. Mm-hmm. So, really wanted the two more ponder. I just don't think there's honestly room for two more ponder. Like, this list is so jammed back. Yeah. Um, two spell pierce rounding out the force of will for protection. Um, and that kind of protection package split with two Thoughtseize. Uh, I could kind of see going to four Thoughtseize, because usually Thoughtseize is the better card. Thoughtseize pull, definitely pulled its weight. Um, but I'm just afraid if you do that, you kind of lower the blue count enough that Force of Will starts becoming a liability. Mm-hmm. Um, then I also have three Collective Brutality, uh, which was, like Ben said, just so good. One of the best cards in the deck. Uh, when I was playing Zach, I actually had a feature match with Zach in round five. So we sit down, and he's like, ah, oh, convenient that I tell you all the secrets of my deck <laughs> <laughs> right before we play each other. <laughs> Watch out for that goblin settler. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is like he like he ramps out a mod catcher, and I'm like, huh. Kill it. Huh, I, I hear this is good. <laughs> <laughs> so I had Collective Brutality. Nice. Um, so, Collective Brutality on the Mod Catcher just felt really good. Um, just, you know, stripping uh, cantrips or stripping Abrupt Decays out of my opponent's hand. Like, there were so many times where I would... I had, like, four mana up, and I would be, like, Collective Brutality, up, strip away your Abrupt Decay, Stoneforge Mystic, find Death Sword of Fire and Ice. Mm-hmm. Or find a new Mazawa's Jet. Um, then I was playing two Lingering Souls, like I mentioned, the Recoil, uh, two Supreme Verdict, and one Engineered Explosives is kind of the removal suite. Uh, Supreme Verdict I loved and hated. Hmm. Like... That's what, four mana? Yeah, so I, you know, it's, I think I only cast it, like, once the entire day. But there were, like, so many matches where I'm like, all I want to do is draw Supreme Verdict. Let me draw Supreme Verdict. And I could just never find it when I wanted it. Hmm. And whenever I drew it was at, like, the worst time. It was just, like, a dead card in my hand that ended up getting pitched to a Force of Will. Hmm. Which is nice. You know, being able to be pitched to Force of Will is a huge upgrade for this deck compared to Wrath of God or even something like Toxic Deluge. Mm-hmm. Um you know, the mana cost wasn't even the problem. You know, some people say run Toxic Deluge instead because it's easier to cast, but right. I didn't really ever find myself being in a position where I couldn't cast Supreme Verdict when I wanted to. The mana is actually pretty good and consistent for this deck, even without having Deathrite Shaman. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like I couldn't find it when I wanted it, and it just kept popping up when I didn't. So I think that's a problem that gets fixed by more Ponders, but I don't know. Uh, to Jace the Mind Sculptor, uh, they didn't really come up that much. I think it might be okay to cut one. Um, like, I don't, like, I, I love Jace Pat. I love him so I much. I know you do, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> but I just don't think you need him in this list. Like, I think you want to go a little bit lower to the ground and already running the Supreme Verdicts and Snapcaster Maging your, you know, two and three drops. It, it makes it expensive, so... I don't, I don't think I want the full two Jace. Like, maybe a one of Jace, one of Liliana split, but that's pretty rough on the black mana. Mm-hmm. So, I don't really know what's going to happen there. Uh, and then, oh, the other spice I did for the deck is I'm actually not running Batterskull main. Really? Yeah, for my two equipment, I'm running Sword of Fire and Ice and Umazawa's Jet. I like Jet, for sure. Yeah, I think Jet is pretty much guaranteed to stay in. 
Um, but the way I looked at it was Sword of Fire and Ice is better in more circumstances than Batter Skull is. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget who it was I had this conversation with, but we were talking about you know Stone Blade players. When people first start playing Stoneforge Mystic, they always go straight for the Batter Skull mm-hmm. because it's like hammered into you that Batter Skull is the best end all can be. And then as people get more experience with Stoneforge Mystic is when they start realizing, okay, these are the situations where Batterskull isn't actually the best card. I'd be better off getting a Jit or getting a Sword. And uh, I kind of misread the meta. Uh, if I had known what the meta was going to be that day, I would have run the Batterskull main. But I was thinking the entire room was going to be full of combo decks and fast Delver decks. Mm-hmm. And in those types of situations, Batterskull's just too slow. Like, you play Stoneforge Mystic on turn two, find the Batterskull. Turn three, you untap. You don't put Batterskull into play yet. You want to leave your mana open in case you need to use counter magic or uh, just keep your options open. And then you activate Stoneforge Mystic at the end of your turn three. So you're getting a 4-4 lifelinker on turn four. Like if you think about Seems it, good. <laughs> like, that's, that's good and limited. <laughs> but this is legacy. Right. So, I mean, Batterskull's good, but it's just, like, it's usually too slow in a lot of matchups. Now, where that excels is in these grindy three-color mid-range decks that I was playing all day. Um, so in those situations, I was pretty much boarding Batterskull in in every game. But I think kind of for the legacy meta in general, I like uh, Sword, of, Sword of Fire and Ice just because it's so much quicker. Like, you play Stoneforge Mystic on turn two... Uh, and then turn three, you can leave it up for activation, throw it on a creature, and you're just you're attacking for uh, you know usually four or more damage because of the sword damage, plus pinging a creature or hitting your opponent for two more damage, plus drawing a card. Mm-hmm. You know it's the same time frame as Batterskull, but I'd rather get you know Batterskull is four damage and four life. Uh, Sword of Fire and Ice is four da- is you know usually four damage plus two damage to an opponent's creature or to their face, and you draw a card. Like, there's just so much more value to Sword of Fire and Ice. Mm -hmm. So, that's kind of where I was at. I think I would still run it back again, but if your meta is just really heavy in three-color mid-range decks, just throwing haymakers at each other, I would definitely run the Batter Skull. Mm -hmm. Alright. Yeah, uh, that was kind of... I ran through... I mean, what my matches that were... Uh, was Bug Control, I won 2-1. Uh, Grixis Delver just stomped me. That was actually the only match I lost during the Swiss. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mulled to 5 game 1 and then mulled to 4 game 2. And even mulling to 2, it actually, like, it. the game probably lasted about 15 turns because I was able to, like, my... My four that I mulled to four was Scrubland, Wasteland, Stoneforge Mystic, Lingering Souls. Uh-huh. And that just got there because I was able to draw like the third land. So, you know, Stoneforge Mystic plus Lingering Souls bought me a lot of time, but just kind of the card advantage got to me and I ended up uh, losing. Uh, then I played uh, Chris on, uh, you know, Hex Depths. Uh, played Death and Taxes, won that 2-1. Uh, I think Death and Taxes is just a really easy matchup for Esper. I think Death and Taxes in general is just kind of poorly positioned right now in the meta. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, it, it just, like, it, it's not where it used to be. It doesn't have the same, uh, targets to prey on. Yeah. Uh, it really did thrive in kind of the, in Miracle's wake. Uh, 
Then I beat uh, Zach, uh, you know, playing the Mog Catcher Stompy list. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I lost to Chris Stenson in Top 8, which, uh, let me tell you, Topless Miracles, still pretty good. Oh. <laughs> like I said on the on the Facebook post, I'm just going to repeat it now. There's no justice in this world, my friend. No justice. No, Chris is a hell of a player, and I'm sure he could bring a fucking ham sandwich in, uh, in Top 8 at most events, so... Good on him for uh, for breaking it for, for bringing it down. I'm curious. I'm really really curious to see in the GP uh, Vegas meta where Topless Miracles actually stands because you know you said what was it five rounds and then a top eight. Yep. So that's like that's you know that's not even day one of a GP. So it'd be really interesting to see how it it fares against a larger field like that. Yeah, I agree. I mean that that event wasn't the biggest. It was it was kind of uh, an F and M sized event uh but i think it, it's really representative of what miracles can do as a deck yeah i mean um, don't get me wrong i'm not knocking it i'm just saying like for just just would like to see a bigger sample size on it you know what i mean that's all yeah exactly you know? exactly uh, i mean it's the second most popular deck on magic online so mm-hmm. uh, i would not be surprised if we see a copy of uh topless miracles in top eight of the gp yeah, let's, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I don't know if it's going to be that strong, but... Lawrence said it's either a good deck or a pile of good cards. He's not really sure what it is. <laughs> Predict is just super good. Like, that's that's it's... how Chris beat me. Yes. Was he just buried me in card advantage with yeah. Predict. Oh, my God. He's got to fucking surgical that shit. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned Grixis because um, I didn't get the chance to... So... I have done absolutely no preparation for for GP Vegas. I've only played Hex Steps online lately, just for fun. So like I haven't got any actual like real work reps in. So it'll be fun to to play the main event. But I am currently bouncing between Bug Delver, Grixis Delver, and Blue Red Delver. And I know I'm not gonna ask anyone what they what they think I should play because obviously the answer is Blue Red because it's the deck I'm most comfortable with. But I'm just trying to figure out what I think is best position and like. And weigh that against what I'm, what I'm, what deck I'm most comfortable with, and can get most most comfortable with in the next, you know, 24 hours, 36 hours, 20, you know, 48 hours or so. So we'll see, we'll see what I play. Nice. But I will be bringing, I will be bringing multiple decks because if I do, if I do like hit three losses in the main event, I'm going to just immediately drop and just start jamming side events for fun. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Uh, do we want to make predictions on what we think the top eight will look like? Oh, that was fun last time. Um, I would like to do that, yes, because I think uh, this is going to be even more unpredictable than uh, GP uh, Columbus was. Um, right. here's, here's what I'm going to do, because I want, I want the listeners to get in on this, too. Okay. So I'm making a post in the Facebook group right now called Our Top Eight Predictions. Nice. I want so, And the, the, the body of the post... Have our predictions in there, and then let everyone else add theirs. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Awesome. So, uh, because we did this last time and then promptly forgot what we picked. No, I had it written down. I just had to dig for it. I didn't forget. You forgot, you son of a bitch. (laughs) It's going in the book for posterity's sake. (laughs) And if uh, you guys want to jump on there and, uh, you know, throw what your predictions are, feel free. All right, Pat, you want to go first? Okay. Do you want to go, like, one for one? Uh, yep, this is gonna be a bitch to type, but sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Since we mentioned it already, and I think it's well positioned in the format right now, I think we'll see a copy of Grixis in the top eight. Grixis. Yeah. Delver. Or yes. Delver. Control? No, no, Grixis Delver. Right. I don't think four color check pile is where you want to be right now, personally. Ooh. 
Justicio disagrees with you. We had a we had a conversation at the tournament uh, because he was on Esper same as I was mm-hmm. uh, right up until the night before, and then he jumped ship to uh, Grixis Control. Yeah, and where did he finish? <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, no, no, no. I'm just, was, was he in the top eight? Was he in the top eight? <laughs> I'm just kidding, Josh. I'm fully kidding. Buddy. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, um, man, he was the only one at the event wearing a Leaving a Legacy shirt, too. You weren't even wearing one, Jerry? <laughs> I was wearing my Game of Thrones shirt. I'm sorry, man. Oh, you fucking nerd. It was laundry day, okay? My, no. my Leaving a Legacy shirt was dirty. Yeah, covered in <laughs> is what you're saying, right? Whoa! <laughs> we probably have to edit that out. <laughs> covered in sprinkles. <laughs> Jerry sprinkles. Just bleep that last one out. <laughs> Replace it with sprinkles. <laughs> Uh, fuck, you know what? Alright, I'm still gonna pick it though. I'm picking Check Pile. Check Pile, okay. Um, yeah. I I am going to say we'll see a copy of Infect in the top eight. Ooh, I think, uh, it? Mr. Spicklemeyer will come back, uh, maybe run it back again in, in GP Vegas. I mean, there isn't any more countertop, but I think Reed Duke posted, you know, what percentage of, uh, GP Vegas day, day two is gonna be Chalice of the Void decks. Mm-hmm. And people were saying, like, 25%. Oh, I don't think it's going to be that high. Yeah, I think that was ridiculously high, but I think he brings up the, a good point that, you know, Chalice is still out there. It is, but I don't. I think it, I think Chalice was very good, like, immediately after Miracles was, after Top was banned, but I think it's gone down in favorability since then. Yeah. Uh, um, let, me, let me see if this is allowed. I'm saying a blue white X stone blade list. Yeah, that's that's happening. that's totally fair. I'm leaving that open to either Esper or Bant, uh, seeing if uh, you know. E- I think either one of those is a chance of uh, making top eight. I would say Esper above Bant, mm-hmm. uh, kind of for the reasons we went over when Ben was on. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think it's it's a strong po- possibility that either one of those will make it. Okay, um, I'm gonna say we'll see some copy of Storm in the top eight. Obviously, I would say Ant. I don't think we'll see Tess in the top eight. I think it's just too much of a a glass cannon style deck. But I think we'll see a copy of Ant somewhere in the top eight there. All right, am I just giving you Storm? Yeah, that's fine. All right, just any version of Storm. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know if Sneaking Show's gonna make it, Pat. I oh, really don't. Uh, that's a that's a tough one. Um. Hmm. I, I I gotta give it. I gotta give it. You know, gotta stay. Gotta stay with what I know. I'm picking sneak and show. Okay. All right. Sneak and show. Um, I'm gonna say we'll see a copy of. Um, I, I think we're gonna see some kind of bug like mid range deck. Oh, I guess I have Grixis in there, but I think we'll see a bug like a bug delver as well. You think bug delver as well as Grixis delver? Yeah, I think we're gonna see Leobold come out, have his coming out party. I think we're gonna see a lot of True Name Nemesis. I think a bug control list is going to be more common or more likely to have a Leobold and True Name than Bug Delver, though. Mm, I think Bug Delver is going to have True Name. I mean, going to have Leobold and True Name personally. All right. I think I think you'll see that. I mean, I think you see that in like the bug the Bug Delver decks. All right. It's your pick. Um, yeah. I'm not, I'm not gonna. I don't think you see a bunch you. of them, but I think you'll see like you know like it'll be like four Deathrite, four Delver, a Leobold, four Goyf. Maybe not. Maybe you won't see. Uh, true name in there now that we don't have uh, that top's gone, but you might see it around. We'll see. Yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Bug Delver. Uh, uh, I'm also gonna say Storm. I think Storm yeah. has a very good chance. I actually would not be surprised if Storm takes it all down. Yeah. 
if we see a lot of uh, a, a lot of the chalice decks, it might hold them back, but we will see. Um, I'm going to. Uh, I'm, I think we're going to see Eldrazi aggro out there. I don't know if it's going to top eight, delusional. but I'm going to say it's. I'm going to say it's going to go. <laughs> it's not going to happen. <laughs> I think we might see it. It's. I think it's the best chalice deck. I think it's the best chalice deck. Like I think it's I better than Big Red. I don't even think it's better than Aggro Loam. I think Aggro Loam no, is. Uh, I don't. I, I disagree. I think that with like Black Red Reanimator, there's gonna be a lot, enough graveyard hate out there that you don't want to be like playing Loam effects. Okay. Because uh, you know Black Red's gonna be on everyone's radar. Is it though? Like, I think I wouldn't so. say Black Red's on everyone's radar. I think man, it definitely is. Black Red is like Black Red is like the fastest deck in the format right now, don't you? Right? Maybe something's wrong with me. It's not on my radar. <laughs> I mean, you're just always. I take the mentality: just always be prepared for uh, graveyard decks. Oh yeah. Now, always have your graveyard hate and just be on the lookout. I don't go anywhere without my without my uh, cages, you know. Like cages, like your surgical. Oh yeah. Berries. I'm gonna call it miracles. Miracles is gonna be in the top eight. Okay. You got three choices left, Pat. Elves. Elves. Ooh, yeah. nice choice. Yeah, I think we're gonna see some elves out there. I think Julian's gonna get, get in a top eight with elves. Good old Julian. Friend of the cast. Don't make assumptions. <laughs> <laughs> Former guest in the cast. <laughs> Julian's like no. <laughs> <laughs> Too good for you. <laughs> it's probably true. I mean, it's true. It's I mean, true. it's too good for you, Pat. No, that no. is definitely true, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, this is tough. Getting down to the wire. You got five. You got three more choices to make, Jerry. Should I go with a wild card and say, like, Merfolk? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, like, I think I think Allurin has a better shot than, than Merfolk. Yeah, or food chain. I don't think. I just don't think the numbers are there. Just like, prob like I wouldn't be surprised if they top eight eight. It's just probability wise. I just don't think there are enough learn and food chain players out there to yeah. actually justify it. But it's one of the chances that, like in a big GP, there are enough players that don't know what food chain learn is actually doing to just get punished. Yeah, that's true. I mean, the longer the matchups, the more likely there are to run into people who actually know how to fight against the deck. Ah, these are all convinced of me not to pick either one of those. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you said you said miracles. Did you have another another? Uh... I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Um, it's not going to be death and taxes either. Uh, I don't think. Uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to see death and taxes be a big player right now. No, I don't think lands is going to be very good either. Mm -hmm. I agree. Uh, oh, I'm going to go with a reanimator. Okay. Any particular flavor, or just reanimator? Uh, I mean, do I have to choose a flavor? No, you can cast a wine net. I'll cast a wine net. Uh, All right. I'll cast a wine net. My, my next choice is any legacy deck. I'm going to cast <laughs> the widest <laughs> net. <laughs> um, so let's see. I have, I have six, uh, six chests. Six choices right now. Grixis, Infect, Storm, Bug Delver, Bug Delver Eldrazi Aggro. Elves. Like you have a super fair top eight, and I have a super unfair top eight. No, you have like Stoneblade <laughs> and Checkpile in there, and Miracles. Those are all fair. All I mean, right. You also have Sneak and Show and Reanimator. <laughs> yeah, and Storm. And Storm, yeah. Um, hmm. Well, I think, and I, you know, not to uh, 
go too inside baseball here, but I think there's a chance that Blue Red Delver could make a make a uh, a splash. There's an outside chance. I I actually almost called Blue Red Delver. I just think uh, Blue Red Delver is the type of deck where it's low energy, so it's it's a it's an easy not an easy deck, but it's a deck I would would not mind playing fifteen rounds Ex- of. Exactly, and I think uh-huh. like it's you know if we're gonna see a lot of like Grixis Delver, if we're gonna see a lot of Bug Delver, if we're gonna see something like you know Check Pile and Blue White Stoneblade. You know what card's really good against that is uh, Price of Progress. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's really good. That, plus Pyroblast, plus it's really good against a lot of the combo matchups. Just, yeah. like, super fast, backed yep. by counter magic is yep. exactly what you want against it's, the combo It's got a deck. clock. It's got counters. It's, you know... I think I've, I've only lost a handful of times to Sneak and Show with Blue Red Delver. Um, yeah, it's a nightmare matchup for Sneak yeah. and Show. Yeah, it's tough. All right, what do you got, Jerry? Um, I think I think we each have well we each have, I have seven picks you have six we should just go eight and eight eight and eight we're going all out all right so what do you think I'm almost trying to say a second copy of miracles well yeah so if if you think that that's your top eight that that's fine um is there anything I'm missing I mean I think we we basically got the whole meta game and the and the decks we've selected between the two of us yeah pretty much we only um, share we only, we're only sharing like and i i don't think i would make, make another pick here anyway i think we're and we're only sharing uh storm at this point i'm going i'm going on the outside path okay all right one more pick for jerry what do you got <laughs> your wild card my wild card is i'm gonna go 12 post oh okay i like it actually i also just thought of my eighth pick so okay if you have one i'm ready to go i'm ready uh, to go Yes, I say... It's like being at a restaurant, and the waitress comes to you, and then you're like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> um... Hmm. I'm gonna say... Hmm, hmm. I'm gonna say Dredge. Ooh, spicy! Yeah, why not? I like it. Yeah, why not? I mean, we haven't seen a graveyard-based deck take down a tournament in a while, so... Yeah, it's, it could the happen. The time is right, but... Uh, Dredge and Reanimator winning events are like stock market crashes. <laughs> no one sees them coming, and they're terrible when they happen, but they're unfairly going to happen eventually. It's part of the life cycle cycle of the uh, of the of the format. Exactly, exactly. All right, my eighth pick: Bug Midrange. Oh, no, okay. No, no Delver, no Delver Bug Midrange. Okay. So like Leovolds. Uh... True uh, name. Matt, instead of writing dredge, I actually just wrote spicy as your eighth pick. <laughs> <laughs> that is not going to communicate properly to our audience, Jerry. People wonder how you name Pith and Needle when you Pith and Needle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Did you happen to hear the last episode, by the way? Because I put in Tom Hep's uh, little quote there right after I <laughs> recounted no, I how I needled my that. own pair of deltas. It was uh, pretty fucking brutal. Oh, man, that's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so um, was there anything else you wanted? I know, I know we had... So there was a big announcement from uh, Morrow regarding kind of the future of Standard, which we don't, we're not going to go over here too much, but there were a few kind of interesting things because it certainly does affect Legacy. Um, they're going to bring back core sets, which I think is great. Uh, they, it looks like they're going to be about half reprints, half new cards, which is awesome. You can't have enough, like, needles. You can't have enough of those, you know, graph diggers cages. Um, you know, little sideboard cards like that in, uh, in standard. So that's great. Um, 
there was, let's see, there was a few things that went on. Um, I know they're getting rid of small sets, so there's only going to be large, uh, like the big sets, so triple, you know, triple draft format sets. Um, I like that because while I don't really care about standard ever, all the woes and problems I hear from standard seem like they would have been fixed if they had just gotten rid of small sets a long time ago. Yeah, I think that's a. I mean, I think the overall th- um, theme here is that these are all good changes. So mm-hmm. just just to go over real quickly, so fall, winter, and spring expansions will be large sets drafted on their own, which is great. I think that like going like the best. I think the best draft formats are like triple cons, triple Innistrad. <laughs> Things like that. They're no, it's never like cons, cons, and fucking fate reforge. No one likes that format. So, um, I think that's great. Um, they are uh, the summer expansion is going to be revamped core sets, which, which again is is great. Uh, if if you're a big Vorthos person, the Gatewatch uh, is going to be less in the spotlight, which I think is also a positive move. Um, the masterpieces. This is kind of something that's going to affect the legacy a tiny bit. Masterpieces are not going to be in every expansion. They're going to show up in fewer expansions, which I think is actually really good because I think the quality of the masterpieces has diminished since their mm-hmm. initial um, release, initial kind of showing with the uh, Battle for Zendikar. Um, yeah. And the final change was there were just more R and D behind the scenes changes as far as. Uh, they're gonna have a like a essentially like a future future league. It's called the play design team. That's more focused on standard, which again doesn't really you know worry legacy too much. But a healthy standard format means that ma- magic in general is doing well. So that's that's a good thing. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, I think they're all good changes, which yeah. is shocking that Wizards can have an announcement and uh, not you know have. People with pitchforks and torches at their door. I mean, I think these are all things that people have wanted, or at least don't feel strongly enough in the opposite way to to make a big hoopla over, um, which is great. Um, The other thing, too, that that isn't kind of in this little outline here is just that the storyline is not going to necessarily change every set. Um, If they need, you know, like fall, winter, and spring to tell a story, they'll use those three sets to tell a story. If they need fall to tell a single story, they'll just use the fall one, and they'll start a new one in the winter. So that's kind of interesting too. That you know, if they want to spend, you know, nine months telling a story, they can do that. If they want to spend six months telling a story, they can do that. If they think they can get a story from beginning to end in three months, they can do that as well. So that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Someone pointed out that this uh, could give them a way to have, like, individual character-driven side sets, um, like like the extra products, I'm blanking on the word. So, like, uh, Leovold only only uh, exists in the, like, the supplementary products, essentially? Yeah, supplementary. So that's what I'm, uh, that's what I'm thinking, uh, like, so instead of having, like, Conspiracy take the throne, or take the crown, you have... Uh, like Liliana takes the crown, mm-hmm. where instead of you know jamming the gatewatch down our throats in all the main sets, you use these supplementary products to kind of t- tell these stories because th- that's more you know you don't have to play these supplementary. People who play standard aren't going to be you know dying for these products, but it's people. It's a way to get people who mm-hmm. are you know interested in the story side of things because I never really got that sick of the gatewatch. I mean, I think that has a big part uh, to do with the fact that I don't play standard, so I'm yeah, not I'm just sure wondering. That. Like, I'm sure people who play standard are like, okay, what's the Gideon that's really good right now? What's right. the Jace that's really good right now? And I can see how that becomes exhausting. But myself approaching kind of new magic from a very casual standpoint and being on my competitive on old school legacy 
uh, take cards. I did like kind of the story being driven, um, no. like, uns- like the podcast Unspoken Realms. Mm-hmm. But, like I love listening to that to like get the storyline and hear about the Gatewatch and having the same characters continuing with the story. You know, really leads a familiarity. You're not having to tell origin stories every single block. Mm-hmm. So I kind of, I kind of am not that happy, but I can see why they did it yeah. as far as you know, well, reducing the gate watch. They can, like, again, like they can still bring the characters in as 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 needed. That's what they said. But like, it's getting really obnoxious where like every set has had all the the planeswalkers in it. It's just not interesting storytelling, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, that was the big announcement for Morrow. Um, there was what was the other thing that we we're going to go over today? Now I can't remember. The RPG, right? The release of the MMORPG. Um, I, I don't really have a lot to say about it, other than I hope it's great. I heard the developer sucks and doesn't have a good, um, a good uh, uh, record. Track record. Yeah, a good I track mean, record. But I remember hearing about City of Heroes and just being meh with it. Yeah. But apparently, people apparently they made like the Star Trek Online MMO, which I heard was also really bad. Oh, really? I yeah. Uh, what is it? Uh, the professor seemed to like it. Mm. He was uh, talking about it on on Twitter. Huh. So I mean, I don't know. I I have the same amount of enthusiasm I have for it as I do of all Wizards digital products, mm-hmm. which is maybe it'll work. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, I hope it's good. I mean, if it's good and it's awesome and it's really fun to play, I'd be down to play some MMO, get a, get a Leaving a Legacy Guild going. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be down for that, too. I'll definitely stream some. Uh, we'll see how it, if it's any good, you know. Yeah, for sure. Yep. It's probably going to be hard, God, hard, wow, hot garbage. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to do? <laughs> exactly. All right, Pat. What are you most looking forward to do at Vegas? Uh, um, man... I mean, I'm excited to see everybody. It, it seems crazy that we're going across, you know, across the country for a GP. Um, the biggest trip I had taken before was out to Columbus, was a was a, tr- a drive. So this is going to be a little bit different, hopping on a plane, going out to Vegas. But I'm I'm still excited. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, my day starts extremely early on Wednesday. I have to get up around uh, like quarter of three to get down into Framingham. Um, I'm going to take the uh, Logan Express into the airport and fly out at 6:15. Um, but I should be getting into Vegas around like 11:30, 11:45. So I'll have most of Wednesday to hang out in Vegas and get my bearings and stuff. And I'll play the main event Thursday. Uh, hopefully, be playing the main event Friday. But if I if I don't make day two, I'll be I'll plan on uh, just jamming side events and going to vendors and seeing what's uh what's happening over there. I might pick up a couple pieces that I need for another deck I'm assembling. I don't know what that deck is yet, but I'm sure I'll be <laughs> I'm sure I'll be inspired while I'm there. <laughs> I was like, oh, really, Pat? Oh, wait. Just going to buy whatever shiny, aren't you? <laughs> yes, of course I am. And uh, I might pick up some, some art, too. We'll, we'll see. Maybe a couple prints. If, if you run into Joe Gardner down there, because I'm not there to buy foreign black border... Oh, God, Joe, my I, wife will murder me. Joe, I'm calling on you to convince Ma- uh, Pat to buy a summer duel I, I don't think Joe. I don't think Joe is going, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he said that there was... 100% no way he was going to make it when I asked him about when uh, Louisville was around. I said, hey, man, go to, go, to, go to Vegas instead of Louisville. And he said, 100%, no chance of that happening. So, But if he does get out there, uh, I mean, I'll, t- I'll check out some Summer Magic. Why not? That Summer Magic Underground Sea was one of the nicest things I've ever seen in my life. So, Still exactly. blown away by that. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I guess if, uh, if people are around, um, I'm trying to get some new stickers printed in time for this. I'm hoping to pick them up tomorrow, but... The printer hasn't gone back to me yet, so if you see me, 
uh, mention the cast, and I will give you either some of the old stickers, which are still fine, or some new stickers, which should be really sweet. So Which are banging. Yeah, banging. Um, yeah, but definitely come say hi. I'm trying to get a uh, group together to go out for dinner, a Living Legacy group to go out for dinner. Um, just everyone be forewarned, it will be a large group, so if you're not into that, just uh, recuse yourself from attending. That's fine. <laughs> we'll do a smaller, more intimate gathering at another time while we're out in Vegas. Um, but I do want to have a big, raucous dinner party, so we'll be doing that for sure. Um, I'm, I'm, I have three decks sitting in, in Ultra Pros next to me right now. I have Blue Red, Grixis, and uh, and Bug Delver. Um, I'm going to decide what I'm going to play, probably on the plane right out there. So uh, we'll see how it goes. It's probably going to be blue red though. I can't help it. If you, if you need anything, you know, if you want to just throw a tabernacle in your sideboard, just just let me know. I really want to just play Moat Stompy, Jerry. <laughs> yeah, play Moat Stompy. <laughs> Channel me. Uh, so, what are your plans for this weekend, buddy? I know you're not coming out, which is a, a total bummer. Um, but are there any good events around going on around here? No, no one's running up Venstar GP Vegas. Are you crazy? <laughs> <laughs> Probably just gonna wallow in sadness on Magic Online by myself. <laughs> I've moved past denial stage. Can you tell? Now it's self-deprecation. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, I, I don't have any plans, so I'll probably I'll probably just get drunk and forget that GP Vegas is happening. <laughs> well, that still sounds pretty fun. Yeah, it's oh, it's the best I can do. <laughs> All right. All right. Well. Um, who are you going to scoop in the top eight this week, Jerry? Uh, well, I'm gonna, definitely going to scoop in Scholars uh, down in Brockton. Judge Gill, awesome as always. Kyle, the owner, runs a super awesome event. Uh, plus, Wormwood streams it, so uh, we got to post the stream, the the archive of the matches in the show notes. So if you want to take a look, uh, see how that event played out, there is recordings of it. So. Scoop into those guys for making an awesome event that I can't wait for the next one. I think they said they're going to start doing a monthly, which I'm pumped for. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I don't. I mean, I'll scoop in. I'm going to scoop in Tom Hep again because he's just been awesome. We've been playing a lot of, uh, not a lot, but we've been occasionally playing some uh, some bug depths, which is not preparing me at all for GP Vegas, but it's still been enjoyable. Um, and uh, I'm just going to scoop in. Uh, just everyone who's going out to the GP. I'm really excited to see everyone. It uh, should be a really good time. This may be the last time I ever play Magic, because I think when I return, my wife's going to murder me, but um, it should be should be fun. One last hurrah, right, Jerry? One last hurrah. Right. You can have my Magic cards, Jerry, when I die. Thanks. <laughs> uh, are we going to start a Magic Tontine? <laughs> uh, for our listeners who don't know what a Tontine is... Watch that Archer episode that I just watched earlier today. <laughs> but I think now that we bring it up, Pat, I think it's a very valid business strategy for us to start a Magic Tom team. <laughs> and I won't murder you for your cards, I promise. Oh, good. Good, good, good. <laughs> uh, we roll and die? Yes. Let's roll and die. Lenny, you got the list. I do. We got an 18. Big number. Oh, tonight. my God. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry you have to count Three, double four, digits, five, Pat. Six, I know eight. it was hard making it past the Ten. third grade. Shut up, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Joseph Blackman requests Trap Queen by Fetty Wap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. 
1738. All right, man. We're going to play some Fetty Wap on the way out here. And I will see you all in Vegas. Come say hi. I want someone to be holding a speaker above their head, blaring Trap Queen as Pat just embarks the plane. (laughs) Play us out with something sweet, Pat. You got it, Jerry. (laughs) 1738. I'm like, hey, what's up? Hello. Since you're pretty ass, soon as you came in the door. I just want to chill, got a sack for us to roll. Married to the money, introduced her to my stove. Showed her how to whip and now she remixing for low. She my trap queen, let her hit the band We be counting up, watch how far them bands go. We just had to go, talking matching Lambos. A 56 a gram, 500 grams though. Man, I swear I love her, how she worked the damn pole. Hit the street. Snatch a Ferrari And buy my bullet lamb I just might snatch a Renekton Let's jump a couple on the ring She ain't wanting for nothing Because I got her Everything is bitch You up in the band though Be my knee where I can't go But me boys got the stand though Count up how little bands though Boy how fucking your bands go Fetty rub a million Fifty thousand K How I stand though If you take them from my pockets I'm like Cooking pies, I'm like, hey, what's up? Hello, since you're pretty ass, soon as you came in the door, I just wanna chill, got a sack for us to roll. Married to the money, introduced her to my stove. Showed her how to whip it, now she remix it for low. She my track queen, let her hit the band, though. We be counting up, watch up all them bands, though. We just said it, though, talking about your Lambos. 56 a grand, 500 grand, I swear I love it, how she work the game, Hit the strip club, we be letting fans go Everybody hate you, we just call them fans, though In love with the money, I ain't never let go I be smoking dope and you know backwards what I roll When me boy Fetty eating shit up, that's for show I run in your house, then I fuck your hoe Ripping me boys and nothing, ripping me boys and nothing